Welcome to the Willie Nelson Podcast featuring Billy Bob Thornton and Mickey Raphael. On part one, Billy Bob and album producer Mickey Raphael discuss how the recording of Naked Willie came to be. So Mickey, did you start out um, as a little kid playing a harmonica? Did that come to you later? And did you play other instruments first? Or you, I mean, music was like what you came up on? I was a, I wanted to be a musician. I was a guitar player, but I was a terrible guitar player. And uh, my mom played, the, the instrument in the house was a piano. My mom played piano, and I think the only song she played was uh, Rhapsody in Blue, Gershwin. So I grew up hearing this all the time. But then again, as, as being a poor guitar player, um, I, I accidentally picked up a harmonica. A friend of mine, da my dad's had a jug band, and he played the harmonica. And said if I learned to play Oh Susanna, he would give me his his harp and I so I did and I got the harmonica and just kind of doodled around on it for yeah. you know when I was growing up now, say that again you, you were playing what song Oh Susanna Oh Susanna that's wild um, so then you had the desire as a kid to be a musician uh, did you get uh, in a band pretty quick or did, did you just kind of do it by yourself or well Nobody would let me play with them. That's the deal. In high school or junior high, I carried this harmonica with me everywhere and would play it out on, you know, on the school ground or something or during gym. Instead of playing sports, I'd go out and walk around the field playing my harmonica. And I wasn't the most popular kid with a harmonica, you know. And uh, I, I hung out with a bunch of musicians that uh, I wanted to sit in with, I wanted to play with. And in the school talent show, they said, well, okay, you can be in our band, but you can't play your harmonica. They let me play a triangle. So I made my debut to the high school class. And I think it was a Blood, Sweat, and Tears song. And uh, they had just played Ed Sullivan or one of the, the top TV shows. And the guy comes out. I don't know if it was Danny Serafin, the drummer. But somebody came out and just did a little ting on the uh, triangle. And that's a song these guys played. And they let me play the triangle. So I did really make my musical debut on the triangle. <laughs> now, uh before you, I mean, obviously everybody knows you from playing in Willie Nelson's band uh, for years and years now, and um, so that's that's you know kind of your uh, your mark and what what you're known for. But did you have your own band uh, at all before you got Willie? Or was was Willie your first real gig? No, the first gig I, I would play. I grew up in Dallas, so I would was kind of involved in the folk music scene there. Uh, Michael Murphy, Jerry Jeff Walker. Ray Wiley Hubbard, these guys would all come to Dallas and play in the coffee house, this place called the uh, Rubiot. And that's where I first saw Donnie Brooks, who ended up playing with uh, Waylon and Judy Collins. He was a harmonica player, and he was my mentor. I mean, I heard him play, and I was just sold on the instrument, just had to learn how to play this thing. So I played with a guy named Mike Ames, who built motorcycles during the day and played music at night. And we played at the Cellar, which was a club in Dallas, and there was one in Fort Worth. And we had a split shift. We played from... 7 to 7.30 in the evening, and then 4 to 4.30, the closing shift. And there was there were like dancing girls there. In fact, there was this one-legged girl in the cage that would dance, and she was, she was pretty popular. Um, and so I played with this guy, Mike Ames, and then went to B.W. Stevenson's band. And it was just really a duo. He was a songwriter around Dallas, had some, uh, some decent success with, as a songwriter. And actually, if I remember correctly, you were a roadie for yes. us. And that's... Uh, but I, I, I know you I know you as a musician, but I, I hear you act, but I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you got to make a living somewhere. Okay. 
But uh, yeah, I actually did roadie. Uh, uh, I roadied for a sound company, and we did several shows at BW Stevenson. So was that, I nice to you? Was I decent? Uh, absolutely. Oh, okay, good. No, you, you've always been decent. <laughs> uh, now, uh, so so you grew up playing harmonica. That that was uh, you grew up playing harmonica. That was your instrument, and you had your bands there. Uh, were were Paul Butterfield, Lee Oscar, those kind of guys who are pretty prominent in those days. I mean, you know, Paul Butterfield obviously with his blues band and Lee Oscar played with War and all that. Were those guys big influences on you or were you more into the, the uh, more country style harmonica? Well, I was more, you're right, definitely Paul Butterfield and uh, the Canned Heat, you know, with uh, Bob Height and Al uh, Wilson and uh, John Sebastian. So I kind of came from the folk scene into uh, like uh, um, Butterfield Blues Band, Electric Flag, um, uh, the Rolling Stones, you know, Mick Jagger playing harp, Dylan, Neil Young. So, and then later I got into the to the serious blues guys. But when I first started playing, it was uh, it was mainly Butterfield. You know, it was kind of like the white blues singers. Right. Now, how did how did that uh, uh, parlay itself into working with Willie Nelson? I mean, just uh, give us a little bit of, on the story of how you mm-hmm. and Willie hooked up and. Uh, what, what your relationship is to Willie and, and how that all came about. I was uh, playing with B.W. Stevenson and we were on RCA and one of the meetings at RCA I went to the uh, to the stock room where all the records were to grab a handful of records and I saw this album by Willie Nelson who I didn't know had never heard of before because I really didn't know anything about country music but the cover is called Willie and Family and the cover was Willie and the band on his farm in Ridgetop all standing around a fire and one guy was wearing a cape down to the ground, and another guy was wearing a furry diaper, which was B, the bass player. And the, the guy in the cape was Paul, the drummer. And I thought, well, this is pretty interesting stuff. And I grabbed the record and then listened to it. And it was these songs that I later... It was the RCA record with some great songs, What Can You Do To Me Now, um, uh, just... Uh, uh, the words don't fit the picture. Just some wonderful stuff. It really caught my ear. And then I get a call a couple of months later from Daryl Royal, coach of University of Texas football team. Says I'm in town. He was in Dallas. I'm in town for a ball game. Why don't you bring your harmonicas over and come meet me and some of my friends? I didn't know him, but he had heard me play in some coffee houses in Austin. So I brought my harmonicas over and just you know they all came without gathered after this ball game and passed the guitar around. Willie was there and Charlie Pride. And that's where I first met Willie and I thought, oh, this is the guy, the weird guy, that uh, you know, the long-haired redneck that I got all, he got these great records and heard these great songs and that's where I first met Willie. And then he said, uh, you know, and I was totally lost. I mean, we were playing all these great songs and I kind of knew them. I didn't really know them, but I'd heard them before and I struggled with playing, you know, I just had a harmonica so I just followed them as I could at the time. And he says, uh, well, if you ever hear we're playing anywhere, and just come sit in with us. And I was 20 and didn't have, I was still with BW at the time. Um, and he was playing a benefit for a, fire, for a uh, volunteer fire department in Waxahachie outside of Dallas. Went down there and sat in with him, and we went to a truck stop afterwards for breakfast. And I was having breakfast, and I had coffee, and I thought, well, it's 2 in the morning. I was going to split. I thought, well, I'll have one more cup of coffee. And Willie said, during that second cup of coffee or fifth cup of coffee, Willie says, well, we're going to New York in a couple of months. Why don't you go with us? And that was a gig at Max's Kansas City. And I said, sure. You know, so. 
So that's how it happened. Yeah, that's so how it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing how those stories work. You know. Yeah, he was. I was. I could tell people I was never hired, but then I was never asked to leave. Either. Right. <laughs> and then um, now, through all this, I mean, after all the years, and how, how many years has it been? Since '73. '73. So it's we're thirty-six. Thirty-six years of Willie, and Willie uh, has a. Uh, a reputation as being a very loyal guy. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. Willie keeps the people around him. I mean, the crew guys, which you know are good friends of mine. I've known these guys for a long time, and um, they're Willie's probably got a bigger uh, entourage of actual family and friends than any artist I know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of people they hire a crew and uh, a band and everything uh, that you know they. they they fit the bill. I mean, they do their job and everything. But these people really are Willie's friends and family. Mm -hmm. And um, so, after all those years of of knowing him, being part of that family and everything, what made you decide to take those RCA recordings? And I, I believe me, I, when when you told me you'd done that, it made me so happy because one of my main pet peeves about music is when they used to overproduce things and uh, like I for instance I'd like to hear George Jones uh, a, a version of George Jones doing uh, he stopped loving her a day without all the strings mm -hmm. you know I mean you, you don't need to tell anybody when to cry in that song yeah and um, so anyway this whole idea of you stripping Willie's music down from those days uh, just thrilled me when I heard that you were doing that so Producing this record after all these years, what what made you finally just decide I've got to do this? Well, again, these were my favorite recordings because it was the first group of songs that I heard of Willie. So I had these and these productions embedded in my mind, and this is the Willie that I was exposed to, you know, with the strings. But getting to know him over the past 20, 30 years and how he works in the studio, his mantra is less is more. You know, keep it simple. It's the what's important is the space between the notes, which I think is a Miles Davis saying. I think that's our, our Miles influence. And um, I thought these are just great songs. I sure would like to cut them again. But the performances were so wonderful. I really, it, it would be you'd be losing something by redoing them. So uh, I always had this idea in the back of my mind of stripping these songs. Uh, the Beatles did it with Let It Be, there's this album called Let It Be Naked where they took off the Phil Spector strings. And that kind of, again, piqued my interest. And then when my friends at Sony Legacy um, got a hold of the RCA catalog, and so it was now you know part of their property, I pitched them the idea. I said, can I go in there and listen to these tapes and maybe work on them? And uh, I have this idea. And it, so that way it facilitated you know the fact that I could get in at least get my hands on the multi-tracks and do this but it's just knowing that that uh, I always thought wondered what it would be like had Willie been the producer not I mean Chet Atkins was a brilliant producer but Willie at the time none of the acts could produce themselves or pick the songs so I thought let's maybe I'll give it back to Willie this would be like a little present and let Willie have some control bring me sunshine in your smile Bring me laughter All the while In this world where we live There should be more happiness So much joy you can give 
To each brand new bright tomorrow Make me happy Through the years Never bring me Any tears Let your arms be as warm As the sun from up above Bring me fun Bring me sunshine Bring me love Bring me sunshine in our next episode, Billy and Mickey discuss the production of Naked Willie. To further explore the music of Willie Nelson, visit willienelsononline.com. Thanks for listening.